I have been healing for almost five years. And yes, I'm keeping track because sometimes I just can't believe it. It's been challenging, but amazing at the same time. In this process, though, from what I'm going to be talking about today, I came across something that I I knew that I needed to work on and I knew was going to come and I wanted it to happen. Uh, it was just <laughs> like many experiences. It was one of those that just test every part of you. And this part did. And that's what I'm going to be discussing today is the toxic side of ourselves, the toxic side of myself. How I even came to this, I I was actually working on unlearning the people-pleasing structures that I had a part of me for a majority of my life. And I'd started that process and I came across someone, I think it was like on YouTube or something, and they were talking about, you know, unlearning people-pleasing behaviors. And they said, everyone is toxic. And I was like, what? What? It's like everyone is toxic. We put people on pedestals. We see people in this higher position without realizing that they're human. If you take away the label, if you take away the power and the position, they are exactly as who they are, a human being. They've just been given a title and they think that that gives them the entitlement. But basically what that's saying is every human being is human some people play the game they play the power they play the position and I had to add that in because I thought it was really powerful because it really helped me in more ways than I can ever explain but through that they were talking about toxicity and there's nothing like wrong with admitting this shit it's just we were taught that it's wrong to admit it and I'm going to go more into that But I sat back after watching this and except for thinking about the people pleasing side, I asked myself this one question that opened the door and I I don't hold it against myself. I'm so happy that I asked myself this question, but I asked myself, what toxic traits do I have inside me? What needs healing that is toxic? Because I know, and I already knew this, that there were parts of me that I really didn't like. My mind made it out that I hated every single part of me, but that's not reality. That's an illusion. But I knew that there was parts of me that I wasn't a fan of and that needed healing. And I needed to really find the deep-rooted cause as to why it was here and presenting itself. And then when I opened that, when I asked that question, I opened the door, it flooded I was like, shit, here we go. And then that started. And I came across a lot of things, including a lot of things that really needed attention and why and how it came to in the first place. I had to dive back into my young child self. I did this with my counselor. I also did it within my own teachings that I've learned in how to heal. I did it mainly within myself, but I had to have some support at the same time because it's, it's bloody, it's a challenge. It's an absolute challenge when you're diving deep into your past. And then you realize I have to dive deep into my traumas to fully understand how this became, how this grew. 
And I, that's exactly what I did. I dived deep into those traumas. And once you find the, the growth, the start of the growth, I remember thinking, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it now. This makes so much sense. And may I just say, it's not about um, justifying the behaviors. It's purely, and I'll get more into this as well. It's purely that you will find that every single human being has parts of themselves that they, they really just absorbed and they have no idea how to act any other way. It's what they were taught. It's the only thing that they know. Okay. Just kind of imagine the scenario of a child growing up in a really toxic household and then they grow up with those toxic traits and they grow in them and they're not taught or shown or they don't see any other way to live but that. They're going to grow within it. And I know people will say, well, it's their responsibility because, yes, in a lot of ways, it's their responsibility to think that this isn't the way. This isn't the way. There's information out there nowadays as well. But it's harder than that. It's a lot harder than that. We, I think we all know that. But that person thought that this was the way to live. That's, this is the only thing that they knew. You can't really solve a problem if you don't find the solution, you know. And that takes going deeply into our problems and our trauma to find the solution. And that's what I did. I dived deep. I went in and I started the healing journey on that. And I had to firstly validate the parts of me that were quite toxic. I had to validate it. And some may say, why would you validate, you know, the parts of you that are bad or toxic or whatever? Because it came from trauma. It came from protective ego. You know, it thought that it had to do that for me to survive. And you will find that a lot of people are in the same boat where they've grown up in trauma. They've grown up witnessing things that they never should have. You know, life has been particularly challenging and their protective ego has formed a barrier. And it's, it's, we'll say a toxic barrier thinking this is the way, this is what you need to do to survive. You have to treat people this way to survive because if you don't, you're opening yourself up to vulnerability. You're opening yourself up to hurt. You're going to get hurt. You're going to be in pain again. And you know what that feels like? Mine was like, mine was very much like that. I had a protective ego that created this barrier that structured within manipulation. And I thought that I had to act certain ways to be heard to be validated because I hadn't been heard or validated. It, it came from when I was seven. It really did. And that, it, that traumatizing experience of being alone, being ignored, no one listening to me, no one validating me, no one validating my emotions and all this other stuff corresponded to this ego forming. And as I grew in that, I strived to be heard. I strived to be valued, to feel worthy enough to live within society. And I don't blame it at all because you're, 
your mind, your mental health will do what it needs to do to survive. Especially if you don't know any other way. You go down this path that isn't particularly good, not just for others, but for yourself as well. And that's what mine did. I went down that path. I grew more into it. And then as I got into teenage stage, you know, I didn't even realize that I was more alone within that. Your protective ego, sometimes it feels like it's protecting you, but really it's just making you more lonely, if I'm being honest, and more prone to vulnerability. So, and people pleasing wasn't helping either, but yeah, I came across that side. I started healing it. And then you also go through guilt and shame. I had a lot of guilt and shame from past behavior. And I had to really go through forgiving that and validating that. Because I was literally just a child that didn't understand what had happened to her. They didn't know. And again, I'm speaking this way because you'll find a lot of people in the same boat. It comes from something, okay? You're not born narcissistic. You're not born manipulative. You're not born with a selfish ego. You're not born going down this path, okay? It forms as you get older. And for a lot of people, it's, and for like for myself, it's the shitty situation where it starts when you're a young child. And it's really all you know. And no one tells you different. No one shows you different in a kind matter too. But I formed that, came to the realization, started healing it and moving forward with it as much as possible. And accepting that a lot of what I did was just not understanding and knowing any better but doing it differently right now and knowing that I can do better and that I am doing better and that I am a better version of myself and I am so willing to learn and understand that's the thing that's the key thing the realization here is that if someone can actually make a mistake act a certain way and then come to that realization of okay that wasn't okay and then change that, that's amazing because it's really hard to do. Like majority of society finds it really hard to admit their wrongs. And I truly think that it a lot of it comes from growing up, parenting, a lot of other things. I won't dive too deep into it. But I'm going to say that one particular thing that I found is that a lot of people can't admit their wrongs because of fear. Because when we grow up as a child and we make mistakes, we get yelled at for it. If you drop a cup, if you break a glass, if you, um, I don't know, whatever it is that we did as children, we get yelled at for it. We get smacked for it. We get punished for it. And then we grow up and we find ourselves, when we make mistakes, we want to hide it because we are so fearful because the fear has been installed, we're fearful of the consequences of it. 
So, you know, when we fall into that pattern of making a mistake and knowing we made the mistake, the fear sets in. That fear structure that grew when we were a child that has now formed sets in and says, no, don't admit, don't admit it, don't admit it, just run away, just ghost them, just say no, you're dreaming, no, you're talking shit, put it back on them. It will do anything to protect you because of what you felt as a child and being punished for a mistake, for an accident. Even if it was deliberate, there's many other ways to go about it, but we won't go too far into that. But I have found that that is a very common reason to why a lot of people don't find that they can admit their wrongs they find it really hard like it actually gets to the point where people have had anxiety attacks or panic attacks like I I remember as well fearing like the fearing the fear of coming towards someone saying I did this I had to actually start doing it within like my own family so I actually did something deliberately and I'm going to tell you it really quickly I deliberately dropped something and then left it there. And then I wanted to see what would happen. Obviously, parents came in and were like, who did this? And I said, I did it. I did that. So I'm going to clean it up right now. And that was so terrifying. I remember literally thinking this is fucking terrifying. But I just walked in there and admitted it. So yeah, I did it. I'll fix it. That was the start of the testing and challenging process of being okay with admitting wrongs. I think we forget this, even I did, but we are human beings. Perfection standards were fed to us quite frequently and still are. You're going to fuck up. You are going to make mistakes. You're going to say things that you potentially don't mean. And if you do mean it, that's another story within itself. But you are going to make mistakes. And the first step is realizing that that is a part of being a human being. And it's so, it's okay. It's truly okay. We were told completely different. Like, honestly, The best thing you can do if you don't want to go through the shame and the guilt and sitting there and pondering about it or punishing yourself for years about it is admitting that. Is admitting that you made a mistake. And it may have to come from you asking yourself the question that I did. It may... Okay, my path is different to everyone else's. I just want to say that. So just because I opened the door and all this shit happened doesn't mean that's going to happen for you. We're all very different, different stories, different things occurred in our lives. So I just want to put that out there. But maybe you need to ask yourself that question as well. You know, why can't I just admit it? Why can't I admit that I made a mistake? Even if you write that down and journal it. Journaling has been a very popular method of healing for a long time. So maybe that's something you can do. Admitting wrongs has to actually be a wrong, but we won't go that that 
far depth into that conversation. But what it does for you personally and what I personally experienced when I actually started doing it and just freeingly being myself and validating that I'm human and not validating when someone tries to make it out that the mistake or the accident is malicious intent or on purpose or on purpose or anything. It's knowing who you are, knowing who you are as a human being, who you're working to become, whether you're healing and completely holding on to that and saying, I know who I am. No one is going to try to diminish that by using a mistake against me. Because if I've admitted it and worked towards the healing of it and validating it, then frankly, no, you're not going to use that shit against me. But the greatest experience I had with that is that I realized that I could so communicate better with people. I don't even care to admit the parts of me that were brought up from that trauma and that were toxic. And that affected not just myself, but others as well. 100%. We, we all have been projected on and have projected onto others. 100% every single human being has done it. No one is innocent. No one is perfect. We're not about perfectionism. That's an illusion. 100%. But the moment that I went through that process of learning, it was just, it was freeing. I'm just going to say it's freeing. You admit that you fuck up and you validate that. And then when you do, you don't go through this massive guilt and shame that lasts for years. Because that's one of the problems that I faced is that I punished myself for a really long time. And the guilt and the, and the shame would basically absorb me. And I'd just be continually stuck in that cycle. And that is, that's, that's a big no. That does nothing but just destroy your mental health. Especially when you have no ill intent, you don't mean to. It's kind of like, that's another thing too. I remember some of the stuff that I did and I know that I had no ill intent, but it's almost like an automatic reaction because again, it's protective ego. I know it's really hard for everyone to believe the psychological uh, mind, but trust me, it's very powerful where if it feels like it's threatened, it will do what it needs to do to protect and I know as a, as a human being, I know even as a teenager and a child, I had no ill intent. I never meant to hurt anyone, but it's almost like it was so automatic that it's kind of, I kind of thought, did I get the choice in that? Or was that just my protective ego stepping forward and making the choice for me, even though it wasn't a good choice and it made everything worse. <laughs> but that's just the power of the mind. The mind just jumps to what it knows like I've said but the whole point of this conversation is to really validate that we all have parts of us that need healing it's considered toxic because it is the behavior it can be 100% it's a cycle and if you continually are doing it and you know you're hurting people then yes it's, it's toxic but every single one of us has parts of us that need to be healing They need to be healed. And I think recognizing that, I think you'd you'd experience things that you never have when you recognize that. Like I was saying before, 
you communicate better, relationships improve. And it's almost like doors open up of opportunities. And you don't think you that it has that power. But when you start actually healing, it does. Even that side, it, it really does. You will even find that people will respond differently to you. Or when you're faced with a situation, you respond differently to it. Because in your mind, you have this rationalized thinking. Your protective ego isn't taking a stance. It's actually just you making a conscious decision. I'm going to go about this a better way because I know that will be a better outcome. And if not for them, for myself. Because sometimes some people within their own pain, they don't get that they're projecting. They don't get what they're doing is harmful. They can't see that. So if on the opposite end, you're someone that has gone through this this journey of recognizing and you've recognized and then you come across someone that hasn't had the opportunity or to see it themselves of within themselves, then you can respond better to what they project. I found that out as well, is I can 100% respond better to challenging situations that come from people that really just don't know either. And it's not about a blame game or anything like that. I don't personally see it like that. I just think life is a constant learning journey. Like this, we're always a student in this life. We are always a student. And unfortunately for a lot of people, they've grown without the proper teachings of validation, the proper teachings of support. And what they don't even know what it is to be supported, to be heard. When I look at people that project this, I instantly think, you know, what is it? Like, what happened? What? How? When? I have all these questions that go through my head. I don't hold it against anyone. And you get really good at remembering that. So then a projection is just a projection and it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't, you don't absorb it. So to bring this to a close, as a reminder, okay, again, If you make a mistake, it is okay. If you feel fear and anxiety from making a mistake or knowing that you've done something and there's an opportunity for you to come forward or whatever it is, if you feel any anxiety or fear, that is definitely something to to question. Because I'm telling you, and I get it. Oh, this is one other thing I want to say before I close up. I know... I know personally as well that a lot of people, and I'm, in, I'm including like upbringing, family, friends, teachers, all that. There are a lot of people out there that really punish others for making a mistake and then even admitting the mistake. Again, that's where the projection comes in. This is a good thing to, to hear because when I heard this, I was like, Thank, thankfully that I found this out now and not in the next couple of years. It's all a projection and whatever choice that you make in terms of where you go with this, it's for you. It's shitty. It's so shitty living in a life of guilt and shame over mistakes or thinking that you have to be perfect at everything, that you have to always get it right. We live in a society that like puts that shit on a pedestal, but it's about as individuals removing those pedestals because over time it will be nothing. It won't be a part of society anymore. 
So if anyone projects that onto you, that's all it is. It's just a projection, okay? But like I was saying, you're going to make mistakes. You're potentially going to make one tomorrow or today, whatever it is. It happens. And if it's something that has something to do with someone else, the best thing that you can do is communicate about it. Admit it, even through the fear, through the anxiety of it. And you may face consequences in terms of however that person's feeling. You can't control how they feel from it, nor force them to forgive or anything. Okay, It's not about making someone else feel what you believe they should be feeling. Okay, That corresponds with validating. When you make mistakes or when you do something wrong, validate how the opposite person is feeling about it. And then validate that you are witnessing yourself feeling that guilt and shame over it because that's a good thing to feel that's a really good thing to feel because then it means that you acknowledge and are aware of the wrong in it we see that as such a negative but it's not because if you didn't then you wouldn't know you know and then you wouldn't know what you're doing wrong and how others are hurting and how you're hurting yourself you go through that process and then you go through the process of forgiving yourself you don't expect anyone else to be at the same level of you, but you do what you need to do for you and keep moving forward in finding that best version of yourself. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening and I really hope that you enjoy the rest of your Saturday.